Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the Juve Napoli preview, if that game even happens. But we're still going to have it. I'm fortunate enough to have uh, someone from the other side, someone wearing the other colors. But, you know, like I said, you guys are pretty respectful with the comment, with the questions. And, you know, that's how I like to be. You know, I like to have a conversation. I don't mind mixing it up, even if we have different opinions. You know what I mean? It is what it is. That's that's how life is now. And I think, you know, the more you can, you know, have a chat, have a laugh, hopefully, and, uh, you know, see how you, how you see it, see how I see it, and we go our separate ways. But, no, it's definitely maybe in the future we're going to have more guests from – from uh from from different clubs maybe Lazio maybe I can get my some of my cousins on and stuff like that that would be pretty cool but um yeah th- this is uh this is an honor so thank you Napoli Sansone um obviously from Chicago which is uh yep. not too far away so I mean setting this up wasn't too bad I know I was a little bit uh I pushed it back a little bit but again life gets in the way but uh thank you for coming on man yeah absolutely uh excited to you know talk the game yeah for sure for sure and uh just before we get it kind of a little bit before we get too heated uh, i want to just bring it up to speed for some uv fans obviously the champions league schedule has come out for us uh or for all the teams and uh we'll be starting by playing dinamo kia first uh on the on october 20th barcelona on the 28th of october fighting varos of hungary i believe november 4th uh, the return or the home fixture for us on the 24th of November, second uh, of December we play Dinamo Kiev, and last game of the group will be against Barcelona in Barcelona. So that's going to be interesting, so to speak. Uh, we're going to have a video on the Champions League uh, groups, and we're going to talk about all the groups. We'll get in specifically into the Juve one, um, and obviously the other Italian teams. But I'm going to be bringing in my best friends, uh, hopefully one of these couple days. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about how many points we think Juve is going to come out with. But stay tuned to that. And, yeah, I think it was very interesting, uh, kind of balanced across the whole board this year and kind of the English teams getting an easy walk. But enough of that. That'll be for later. Apparently, Kadira doesn't want to leave. That's what at least DiMaggio is reporting. Uh, guys, I don't know what more to say about this. Like I said, I have the champagne ready when he's gone. So, um, just still waiting for that. But, uh, apparently that's going to be, uh, you know, we only have a couple more days. Like the, the window is done, is closed, done and dusted on the fifth. Uh, I don't know if that, well, I mean, technically we can, we can cut him whenever and, and pay him his, his, uh, his final year's salary at any point. But, um, I, uh, the, the sooner the better for me at least but uh, on, in terms of under 21 national team Frabotta was uh, received a call up from the U21 so it's nice to see Ba getting back in the Azzurri colors uh, the, the really the growth that he's shown uh, which was kind of you know again like we talked about before and on Twitter the why the lineup was so different against Roma was mind-boggling to me um, but we'll have to see what happens tomorrow if there's a game but uh, obviously, uh, that's that's what we're going to be talking about in, in a little bit. So Pirlo thinks obviously there's 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 a risk of not playing. Either uh, he or he doesn't think there's a risk of not playing. That's when he did his pre-match uh, like press conference. Um, he also talked about the Roma game, saying that they tried their kind of game. 
Um, but maybe they're going to switch it up against Napoli. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see what, what that means. Dybala obviously coming from two months of total absence from the field. Um, possibly could have come on against Rome, but possibly he could have a chance now. Um, Quadrado on the left, yes, there's a possibility. Or the return of Frabotta, I don't know. Sometimes just these moves are just getting way too ridiculous for, for what we've seen, especially for how well we played in the first game. Again, it was against Samp, but uh, that was something to build on. And you go into a game against Roma where they're just really counterattacking you, potentially could take a win out of the game. that game. It's 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 interesting. And, and Morata being a player who... You know, he's coming off of not really training or anything like that. It was an interesting decision to see him start. Um, kind of more transfer news. Uh, War from Lyon is pretty much done and dusted. Not going to be moving in the window. I mean, we have a couple of days left, but it looks like the the shouts from Chelsea and maybe even Arsenal are, are not going to go through, according to L'Equipe. And yeah, guys, I mean... It's been pretty crazy this day. I mean, I've kind of stayed in the in the, the shadows, came a little bit back, came back a little bit tonight, and uh, and talking back and forth with some fans. But I don't know. Like, there's been so many reports. I don't know what's true. And actually, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, which I forgot we usually do at the beginning. You know, for new guests or um, you know some people that maybe would give more context. We ask, well, how did they become a Juve fan? Obviously, you're not a Juve fan, so I can't ask you that question. But um, how did it all start with your love for Napoli? I'm, I'm really interested to hear. Is it a family thing? You know, give us the give us give us the whole take. Yeah, yeah, it's a family thing. Um, my grandfather's from there. Um, a lot of my family are Palermo fans. I'm okay, fan, but you know. We're in we're in Syria Chi right now. So yeah, that's that whole story was very sad. Um, <laughs> like crazy stories in Italy, you know, with these these owners, and we'll get yeah. into that. Actually, we'll get into to, to owners because yeah, I got a little beef with with De, De Laurentiis, and I've always kind of had my back and forth. You know, I mean, and I've had issues with what Agnelli's done in a lot of things, but I just find he doesn't put the right foot forward um, in certain, okay, it's just like you see when we, when you guys really had a chance um, and the whole Fiorentina lost in the hotel kind of thing. And I mean, you look at that year and really it was Napoli's to lose. And yeah. <laughs> you, know, you add a few pieces at deadline, which it was like, oh, we're not going to make any moves. You know, you have Sari as your coach. And there's actually going to be a couple of questions from the guys, from some UV fans about, you know, what you thought, what you think about Sari. But for now, it's just, you know, what, if, what are your impressions of De Laurentiis as a, as a, as a president? And, um, you know, like I said, even that, that situation, like he yeah. doesn't reinforce in the summer and then it goes on that you guys, you know, eventually fall off later down like pretty close to the end of, of the road. And, and, you know, that's, that's a big opportunity. Like teams, you know, that don't have the money like Juventus do or, or Milan or, or Merda, as I like to call them. But um, mm -hmm. when you don't have that kind of money and, and you're in the race, you know, you got to capitalize on those situations because you don't know necessarily when it's going to work out for you, right? Or, you know, yeah. Juve's been, they've had some pretty crappy runs, you know, coming back from 12th and, and a whole bunch of other things, right, where it's been closer and we haven't played that well. So what do you think of your president just in general? speaking 
I know he's done wonders, right? Coming back from C, from I think it was Serie Chi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we love the guy, but you know he's he's stubborn. He's definitely very stubborn. We see that in a lot of our transfers. They seem to take forever because he won't budge. He, you know, he wants his he wants things in a very certain way. Yeah. I think that's why Sorry actually worked because that's also how Sorry coaches. You know. He's very, very particular. And I feel like that's why it didn't really work out with Juve. You know, first of all, he didn't have a, that much of a midfield. Right. And he loves – he loves <laughs> – Tell me mid- about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, um, ADL, you know, the guy – the guy uh, – I mean, he's got a lot of uh, – he's really principled. And that's all the reason that we came up from, you know, where we were. Yeah. But it's also the reason why I feel like we haven't been able to make that – final leap because you know when we need just that one more guy you know it's yeah. just like oh he's he's like oh we can we do can it get him. you know and even this summer um yeah. we could have reached for boga we could have reached for the region guy who went to the spurs yeah you know, we could have reached for players but at the end of the day he wants to keep the books clean he doesn't want to uh, you know reach for any guys because he feels like they're worth this but you know, in today's market, even in Corona, you have to overspend. And, you know, yeah. he, he's not that type of president for sure. And everything goes through him. You know, it's not, you know, a lot of presidents like to delegate sometimes, but not this guy. You know, everything goes through him. All the meetings, all the final meetings are with him. Yeah. And so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I, I know. Like I said, I agree with you 100%. And I think, you know, that, that's the obviously Napoli fans' detriment. But I think what it comes down to, like online, like, I don't know. You you have your your big personality, uh, Juve fans. Your I don't know if you know Kubani out of Toronto, and then obviously you have uh, a Zuri fan, Phil in uh, Philadelphia. So <laughs> it's like I just find that there's always been this like defense, and I and me personally with Juve, like that's why I get on my president as well. It's because it's like when you, when you think you're doing a, a, a and maybe it's just my mentality or whatever the case may be in in terms of you know, how I see myself and how I want to keep improving, you know, in terms of in my job, my career, my business, my podcast, whatever the the case may be. I always have this mentality that it's like, you, you never, you never settle for, you know, what you've done. You're, you've done good. The next day you forget about what the hell you want. You could have won a hundred trophies the day before next day is a new page. It doesn't matter because, you know, in this business, it's so cutthroat. Like, and again, especially when you're not dealing where everybody's on the level playing field, we know that's not the case. You know, we know that there's teams that have more money and there's teams that don't. So in terms of being able to stay up in that kind of, t- and, and me personally, I'm not going to even lie to you. I thought Napoli was going to drop off um, this season completely. Um, you know, them winning the first two games pretty handily. Uh, I did not, I did not say that in my season preview uh, at all. So um Give us kind of how you're liking, you know, the squad so far. Obviously, you had a big addition with Osimhen being uh, a striker from Lyon, was it? Or was it Lille, sorry? I think it was Lille. Yeah, Lille, yeah. Yeah, so how are you seeing kind of things come together? Maybe in the first two games, kind of give us your general thoughts on how you how Napoli's been playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, last year, you know, around this time, it was, you know, pretty depressing with um, the whole Ancelotti situation. Yeah. And- the strike and all that, but um, since Reno came in, Gattuso, we love Gattuso, and yeah. so does the entire squad. 
And I think he's brought, I don't know, just a new fire to the team. And so, yeah, we, we, I'm right now at the present moment, I'm, I'm kind of in love. I think OC men is a, is a, such an elegant player. Right. He, he hasn't scored yet, but he has just changed games. He had yeah. that very nice assist last game. Um, and, at, you know, he's 21. He's young. Yeah, that's... He's already showing that he can, even if he's not scoring, he can be vital. Um, we have, so I think we have, we're young. We have Elmas is a player. Uh, yeah. That, that guy, he's going to be a real player. Um, we, so we have young guys. We have him, um, Fabian, uh, Osimen, and then we have experience. We have Koulibaly. Yeah. We have Insigne, Mertens. So, I mean, I think our squad and Lozano is coming in the form. Right. So I think we're a really scary team right now. Um, and it's unfortunate that, you know, we had the injuries that we have and the whole situation that's going on right now. But Yeah, yeah. and actually you, you just brought that up, that whole situation last year with uh, the retreat. And I ripped into De Laurentiis like nobody's business. I thought that was a horrible move. Um, yeah. I was shocked that that like, to me, when you're the president, you have to kind of step away. You know, you might, you might see the, the club not, you know, progressing in your, your favorite, but I think as a president, you, you have to know when to get involved and when not to get involved. And I thought that was just the complete wrong move because from what was already a bad situation to now saying, oh, you have to go on this retreat yeah. to then, you know, literally taking their wages away and literally battling yeah. with the, you know, you got then the players against the management and yeah. it's just like, you're already in a bad situation with how you were playing. Now you're making it even worse by doing this thing. And I mean, I, like, let's be, let's call a spade a spade. The guy's a movie director. He's not like a, you know, a motivational yeah. speaker. He's not from football. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, it is what it is. So for him to be like, yeah, we need to go on this retreat and make it all about like, Oh, this is going to solve it. When, you know, it was just the wrong timing, right? There's there's an international break and, and guys don't know when they're going to be home or back and exactly. then they have this. And yeah. uh, I, th I think, you know, it was the wrong way of going about it. I think, the, you know, what it showed, like obviously Ancelotti did like kind of a reverse on it and was like, no, uh, I don't support. And then he kind of did, said he right. did support. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, you know, the coach should just be the, uh, at the liberty to just, you know, he should be able to handle those players. So... That to me, I lost a lot of respect after that. I was uh, just like, and then there was like a lot of defense from like Napoli fans saying like, you know, it was the right decision. I'm not saying you, but like other players, other yeah. people were saying like, you know, these guys are spoiled, blah, blah, blah. Look, they make all these millions, all this stupid thing. And I'm just like, that's just a completely wrong way to go about it. But yeah, I know, like I said, the first two games, like you mentioned, um, it looks like you guys are... Uh, blazing a trail ahead so far i mean it's still early but um you know it's always good to see wins you know in a row and and, and scoring yep. goals so uh for me i was kind of like i said for at the beginning of the season uh, or when i did my previews we had three games and three games first three games i'd say are the most difficult i mean samp okay if you want to say whatever maybe it's not that bad. but we get the th we get the three promotion teams next so you kind of want like this is your battle right here uh, that you that you got to get through right. I mean, don't I'm not to discredit the next three games that we have, but this is really where the tough test lies. So I mean, we cleared 
Sampdoria, uh, I think quite clinically. I think they were very inclined to sit back. Um, so it was kind of like one of the games in, in the return where it was good that we, that we got the win. It was good that people scored, that the players scored, but I take it with a grain of salt. Then we go into the, the, the Roma game and there were so many questions about what the lineup was going to be. And that's what frustrated me because it's like, you're not really sure. Like, okay, so-and-so is going to be playing here. Okay, we're going to keep the same lineup. Okay, maybe Dybala can come back. And then, like, things were getting rotated. Okay, Kulisevsky on the left. Oh, okay, really? Okay, now we're going to go to 4-4-2. Now we're going to do 3-5-2. It's just like there's no consistency yet. Um, Pirlo's made some, you know, errors so far with, you know, not taking off Rabiot. Yep. <laughs> um, not making substitutions. I mean, again, he's a new coach, so that's what we're going to have to deal with uh, this year. Um, but looking forward into this game, before any of all this shit that happened today, uh, I would be tipped more to say Juve is kind of going to try and go. Well, obviously, it's a home game, but, you know, maybe not necessarily dominating the game, but kind of just hanging in there, maybe try and get, you know, go for the win. But, depending on, on if Napoli comes out and plays hard, it's possibly a, a, a game to play for, for one point. So, uh, like I said, especially the, the, the way you guys play, I mean, I'm sure you guys are looking to come in and win, make a statement. Um, again, not like Juve isn't, but I, just the way it is, it, it just seems like there's a lot of questions still. And, you know, have, not having Delict and, you know, with the rumors of Danilo playing still as, a, as the third center back, it just bodes a lot of questions of, of what we're really going to be doing this year. So what are your thoughts yeah. on, on, on that, that boss? Yeah. I mean, so this was, this was supposed to be our week. We were yeah. really looking forward to this, especially after last game. Um, because, you know, the giant is, is wounded. He's wobbling a little. Yeah. And we were ready to take our shot and really announce ourselves. Um, you know, obviously you guys have a new coach. There's a lot of, Weird right. stuff going on. You're still struggling trying to find a formation because at the end of the day, you know, you, you finally got Morata, but you know, yeah. it, there's just, there's a whole bunch of what you guys have going on. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And so we think, you know, no, we thought that, you know, we could really come into the game and with the attack we have really go at you guys because um, we feel, and I think you guys also agree that your defense is really a weak point, you know, with Danilo. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just I, I think the last game in like my opinion sorry to cut you off it just it's not that it's a weak point I don't see it as a weak point I just seeing the way that we played last game was very you know accepting of, of, of teams to come at three players and, and that's just you know the way I see us playing is you're gonna have the midfields kind of help out right with having you know, you're going to have fullbacks, you know, if either you play 3-4-1-2 or 3-5-2, you know, those fullbacks got to go up and down. And, you know, the two mids uh, have to kind of help out. Like if, if one guy's yeah. – if one winger's going to go up, one of the midfielders is going to have to help him out, right, and come back and kind of uh, hold on the four. The way we played against Roma, it was like everybody up and leave the fucking three guys back. And you can swear on the show, by the way, if you want, but that's that's <laughs> up to you. But I, I just don't see, you know, I'm just like, that's not really how we want to play. So I wasn't shocked that Roma was taking advantage of us. 
um, it just all makes sense. And that's usually like when you look at tactics and you look at, you know, how teams play, uh, you can see what the problem is. Like it, it's pretty obvious when, when we can watch it on TV and you can then even relook, you rewatch it after the fact. Um, it's just like, that just seemed like something that wasn't, you know, picked up and wasn't changed uh, throughout the game. So yeah, I mean, with Napoli being a team and like I said, when we had Saturday last year, um, even when we played against Napoli, um, I can't remember. I think that was in the Copa final. Yeah. I could see that you guys were in sync and making one touches and, you know, knew where to make runs and, and stuff like that. That's kind of the difference between what I thought, you know, sat, like we weren't in tune to Saturday's game and yeah. the players weren't, you know, really, you know, participating and, you know, making the right runs, knowing where guys are supposed to be. Then when I watch Napoli kind of still playing a similar style, not that it's like the exact same of what Sadi Ball was when he played, but, you know, the guys knew where to make their runs. So we look at a game like this coming up now, I agree 100%. Like if it, if it goes similar like last game, you guys could easily counter us and, you know, take advantage of that situation. So, um, yeah, I, 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 th- I think it definitely there, there was vulnerabilities in, in the back, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, so it's all about how Gattuso is going to, you know, approach it. But I think we're going to try to come out firing. Yeah. And I think that could potentially be dangerous because, you know, be, we're probably going to play the uh, 4-2-3-1. Okay. And, you know, with our holding midfielders being Fabian and Zielinski, those guys aren't really very good defenders. Compared oh, okay. to, if you compare them to other CDMs. Right. Um, so I think if we co- try to come out firing, you know, you guys have Ronaldo, Morata. These guys sure. can finish. So it's scary having, you know, Fabian back there. Zielinski stays very forward. But, you know, yeah. So it, I really wanted to watch this game. But, uh, yeah. I, and actually, I think, I think we'll get into that first before we, again, the nonsense. Because you touched on it with, with, your, with your analysis of how you guys play. So I kind of want to look at... We'll get into that right away since we're touching on it, right? Um, obviously, this is kind of a preliminary, you know, lineup. And, again, you can confirm better than anyone else if this is how you guys are going to line up tomorrow or not. But from what I'm seeing, Napoli 4-2-3-1, like you said. Um, his eye left back, Kulubali, Manolas, Di Lorenzo, Meret in goal. Yep. Um, from what this said, it's obviously Serie Analysis is one of the websites, but... Uh, like you said, Fabian Ruiz and uh, Demme as the, the other CDM. Is that okay. correct? Yeah. yeah. Also, we're not sure Zielinski, Fabian. Right. And then, obviously, Elmas, left mid, or left wing, left mid, whatever you want to call it, in the three. Um, Mertens uh, in behind Osiman and Lozano on the right. Is that kind of how you would... W- Wait, would you, who, was, who did it say was on the other side? Uh, Elmas as, on the left and okay. Lozano yeah. on the right. Yeah, well, Elmas has corona. He just has... Oh, does he? Oh, okay. See, okay, so we'll get into that a little because from what I was hearing on the initial reports, right, they were saying... Was the, were they saying that it was two officials had got or was that because... Was that no, you? That was two officials of Juventus had gotten okay. it with, uh, so with right. uh, 
Napoli, it was Zielinski and, uh, and Elmas. So they were thinking, okay, Deme, Fabian in the in, uh, yeah. And then they would put Lozano on the left. On the left. And Politano on the right. Oh, okay. And okay. so that's actually was really interesting to me because Lozano plays on the left. That's right. really his position. It's just he's unfortunate enough that we have Insigne. So right, so he's not going to – yeah. Right. No, no, makes sense, makes sense. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Like I said, we'll see if that's even – you know, if, if that goes down. For us, from what this website's telling us, and I know I think there's a little bit – there's another one that I'll get into, but 3-4-1-2's been talked about literally a million times this week. Kilini, yeah. <laughs> um, Bonucci, Danilo, Tech and Goal, obviously in the back. Now, whether you put Frabotas left, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, McKenny, Artur, and Cuadrado. I think Artur played a hell of a game against Roma. I think that was one of the bright spots. Yeah. Um, that literally, he's he was always moving, you know, always on the ball, you know, making good passes. Something that we really lacked. I mean, when you had... And, and, and that's why I, I still prefer to go at the four at the back with, with like a four, uh, essentially, essentially like Napoli's lineup, a four, two, three, one. Um, yeah. But it is what it is for now. I mean, Ramsey's going to be at the, the 10 role, I guess, and Ronaldo and Kulusevsky. Uh, so we'll see how it actually plays out if, like I said, we are even are allowed to see what, what a lineup is. Right. Uh, the only difference I've heard is instead of McKenny, Bentancourt starts in the mid, and that's my preferred two mid. Um, I would rather have Bentancourt and Artur on the pitch. Um, obviously, when Dybala gets back, you'd have him in the 10 and then have Ronaldo right. on the left, um, Kulusevski on the right, and then um, Morata up top. But that's kind of my, you know best 11 if if it's possible at any point but uh yeah that's that, that's gonna be interesting i mean for us like i said if if they they come into this game thinking they're gonna do the same thing and moving way too many i know kulusevsky's gonna be in a different role he's not gonna be on the left side now he's gonna be kind of roaming up top with ronaldo kind of moving in and around and and getting into space and ramsey's gonna really you know try and and link up and Ramsey in that first game had done a phenomenal job. He was tackling a lot, of, like way too much, um, and was picked up some car, picked up a card, I believe, and was just you know it was too much. And then, but he he was finding you know a lot of good passing lanes and and through balls that I was actually surprised because again he he was kind of on the he was the brunt of the the stick that the midfielders were getting at the end of the last season. And Rabiot was really, you know, shining. And now it's kind of like the roles have reversed uh, as this season starts, even though it was only really a month away. Uh, we we see, uh, yeah, some interesting lineups. We'll see how it actually, you know, plays out in the day if it happens. But let's kind of get into the situation. I know it's kind of weird um, that we're even having to talk about this because, you know, usually in a match day, it's kind of like, okay, what do you expect? How do you see the game going? Um, what's your predictions? That's kind of the stuff we usually like to talk about. Now we have this other issue. And like you said, so two UV officials obviously contract COVID. Not a huge deal. Um, now, Genoa had a massive issue um, with, I believe it was 11 players. Yeah. Like, 
I'm really upset about that. That I think that's really shameful from them. But so we get into the situation where like it's eleven or so players had COVID, and obviously you guys played Genoa last weekend. So okay, now we get into a predicament of well let's get everyone tested and, and let's see what happens. Well, obviously, like you said, two players now contract. Um, the rules obviously are stating that, you know, if you have a certain amount of players and, right, the game should still go on. Now there's been some kind of developments where Napoli hasn't gone to Torino. Um, and the decision of that is kind of, you know, up in the air. Some people are saying, and like I said, I can't confirm. I know some people are saying it wasn't confirmed. It was confirmed. I'm not here to tell you yay or nay. Um, my kind of thing is it's a tough situation. So I get, I kind of get both ways. I don't like Napoli fans. I'll say this right now. I don't like Napoli fans saying like, oh, it's Juve. They're trying to like this, blah, 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 like all that kind of shit. That to me makes like literally you can just, bang on and, and whine about it and whatever. That's fine. I mean, to me, it's not going to make the difference. So I see it both ways. I feel bad for Napoli because, yes, you're losing two key players. And, you know, it seems almost like Juve is in a situation where they have a full squad, right? It's not like we've lost anybody. So you lose a little bit that way. Then I also see it in the league's kind of idea because – you look at the game that was postponed this weekend for Genoa, right? Again, they had majority of their, a lot of their players attested. So that was the reason, right? And the rule set in place, but they won't be able to use that again. As far as, far as I know, like they won't be able to postpone that game again. So if they can't, let's say for whatever reason, play that game, it's probably a three nil loss. I'm assuming. Now, if let's say we did postpone this game, Okay, that's a possibility, yes. Um, but my thing is, is where do you, do you draw the line then, right? So, like, let's say yeah. this game gets postponed and you got to move it to another date. Then next week, whatever, four players of – who do we play next week? I think it's, like, Hellas or whatever. What if four players are theirs? Okay, then you have to reschedule that game. So, at some point, we have to assume some risk. And I know it's going to suck. Like I said, I'm not saying this is like, I know it's easier for me to say it because it isn't Ronaldo that has COVID or, you know, Dybala or, or whoever, right? So it's easier for me to say it that way. I'm not going to bullshit you. But uh, at some point, you know, Milan obviously had two players. They had to sit out. So it's been dealt with. And I know it sucks that, you know, we're in the situation where it has to be like a Juve. It can't be like Napoli versus Crotone or whoever, right? It's Napoli versus Juve. So it sucks. Um, now, in terms of if they actually were ba- like the, this local health, you know, uh, either being the police or the, the local health um, yeah. or local authorities not allowing them to go, okay, then that's another thing. So I want to kind of give us your thoughts on how you, you kind of thought initially about, you know, what you think should have been done. You think it should be postponed, um, what are your thoughts on, on kind of the, the initial situation? And then we'll get into, you know, the local authorities and, and whatnot and some mm-hmm. other things that have come out. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple levels to it. Um, but, you know, first of all, when we played Genoa, you know, yeah. they had two people held back. 
And we were like, oh, okay, we'll play because yeah. the rest of them were negative. Now 11 of them are positive. And I'm in university right now. I came into contact with someone with coronavirus and now I have a 14 day quarantine. Right. I tested negative after a couple of days and I said, can I leave? And they said, no, because it can take up to 14 days to manifest. And this was our, oh. our hospital. So my whole thing and a couple other, you know, uh, Napoli Tifosi, we were like, oh, you know, it should be postponed because while, you know, it's been what, five, four or five days right. since the game. And, you know, we test negative. Great. But they could all still have it. I mean, you see these pictures. But, of, but is it true? Uh, but is it true that the test can't like, so my, this is my, you know, my assumption about the coronavirus. So you can happen within like, you, you won't know technically for 14 days, right? That quarantine period. But if you get tested, I thought that was the whole, like, it can tell if, like, let's say you're asymptomatic and you don't know, or you don't have any signs. Mm-hmm. The test is going to give you the, the, yeah, the yay or nay. Yeah. That's what, that's my pre, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. So like, like I said, don't, uh, you could be, I mean, if you've talked to a doctor and if you've gone yeah. checked then then you <laughs> yeah. would know, but I'm just, that was my assumption on the whole coronavirus is if let's say you are asymptomatic you can go get a test and right there it's either, okay, you got it or you don't. So you can, like I said, they could be a hundred percent right. Even if you get tested today, you know, in a few days, maybe things develop more where there's actually more coronavirus present that it can be picked up. And again, the tests, who knows now how good they are and how, um, how accurate they actually are in, in detecting the virus. But uh, that, that I'll leave to the doctors and, you know, the, the lab technicians and stuff like that. But, yeah, that was my assumption. So if that's the case, then yeah, that's something to worry. I mean, I only worry because I see it where we get into a situation where we do postpone these games. And I think you're, I think you're right. It would be smart to postpone uh, the game. But it's like, are we going to get into a situation like last year? That's the only thing I worry about. Well, I think you get into a situation like last year if you have the game and then all of your guys test, you know, positive. No, no, but I I mean like this, like we're going to get, so essentially they got it from there, right? But it's not necessarily like no one's living their daily lives anymore. So there's still, you know, there's going to be that big possibility of, okay, well, where did the, where did those guys get it from, right? Was it from another team or was it when they went to, I don't know, to the mercato to pick up some groceries or, or whatever, right? That's what you got to start looking at. And then, okay, are these guys going out? Are they going out to restaurants? Again, we're going to, this could rear, rear its head again. We don't know what's going to happen in the next couple months. I know in Canada, the, the numbers are, are going up, uh, especially in Eastern Canada, like Ontario, Quebec, the num- I mean, even Alberta, yeah, they're going up, but not, not to their levels, but there's definitely spiking there. And yeah, I don't know. I think again, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily unreasonable, but I also wouldn't, I, I don't see it the other way around where let's say it was in, in Napoli's favor, right? Let's say Ronaldo and Dybala were out, right? Sure. Juve fans would be pissed, but we got to get to some kind of standard, right? So I get where you, I get your point on like infecting others. That makes a hundred percent sense. But when we when it comes down to it, if the standard is you got fourteen guys, you go okay. 
That's 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 what it is. If not, then who knows? They might be saying, well, okay, if we get enough, te- if we start getting enough players sick or whatever the case may be, maybe we have to go in like a retiro or something. I don't know, but yeah, it was definitely interesting. Now well, we get. Oh, go ahead. My only worry is not that. Okay, yeah, I get the fourteen players rule. I'm not saying that you know because we don't have Elmas, we don't have Zielinski, we shouldn't play. Yeah, I, I still think you got a, a hell of a chance still to win. Like, don't get don't kid yeah. yourself. Like, I'm I'm not I'm not. I don't feel any better just because those guys are gone. That's uh, that's just the way it is. But anyways, <laughs> you were saying. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just it's the whole point because you know I wanted to get out of my 14 day quarantine after yeah. eight days when I tested negative. Yeah, and they were like, no, it can take. And I was on the phone with the doctor. I was trying to appeal it. And they were like, you know, we've yeah. seen cases where 14 days after coming in contact, they, they test still positive. have it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's that's what happened with Genoa. Yeah. They had two players test positive out of all of them. Then they played us, and then 11 of them did. And you have pictures of guys breathing into, like, Osiman's yeah, face and yeah. all this stuff. So, I mean, if those guys had it, I mean, I mean, yeah. they played a whole game. They were touching each other all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I just – I, and again, postponing it, yeah, it's hard because then when, you know, we play again, we'll have our players. And yeah. should those guys sit out? You, you, you know, we don't well, know. Not, I, I, like the thing is, it's not even that, right? Because then you get into different situations where, okay, let's say we get into that second date. Well, what if some other guys pick it up? Or, you know, yeah. you guys have, let's uh, like, God forbid, like I said, I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but like, Let's say some of your key players then, like maybe Koulibaly picks up an injury or whatever, then it's going to be like, oh, or let's say we're injured, then we're going to be like, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's never going to be – you're never – like in this time, that's why I say it's not going to be perfect. You kind of – that's kind of why I don't mind them going by the standard. And, hey, if, if Juve players con- contract and, and they got to move it, and that's just the situation, you know, that's the situation we got to – we got to, as fans, prepare for. Um but then you get into this weird situation where it seems like that's decided. Um, Juve obviously on Twitter posts that they're gonna that they're gonna field players, which was still police fans uh, dismay. Um, crazy. Yeah, it was just it was lit. lit. Twitter was lit today. But um, yeah, and I mean I can understand why fans are mad because it's you know they're pretty much sticking the knife in, but. Um, especially when there's talks of, you know, forfeiting and if they don't show up. So it didn't seem like, so Napoli obviously doesn't travel. Um, and they say it's been blocked yeah. by a local health association. So then there's also some news that that wasn't the case, um, yeah. that they just didn't choose to travel. Um, again, I'm not sure if like the first thing was true. I'm not sure if the second thing was true. Then there's another thing that's brought up. So Salernitana also had a game. Um, and they were okay to leave, even in, yeah. in this situation. So that brings up more, like, kind of, you know, headaches. And then people are bringing up conspiracies. Well, it's like, is De Laurentiis doing this on purpose? And, okay, typical Juve, yeah. you know, the same conversation. So it's quite 
uh, again, guys, I don't know. Like, we were talking about this, you know. It was weird because last week we had the rain and we didn't know if the, the game was going to rain out. We thought that was the least of our concerns. And then, obviously, you know, game goes forward. Um, I don't think, actually, the weather was bad during the game uh, now that I remember. But uh, it was just pretty shitty before. And, you know, it's it, it just seems that uh, – we're in this tricky spot that I think, and what doesn't help too is that the league, the Serie doesn't come out and say, this is what, you know, the new situation is going to be. I think this could have been cleared up, you know, way sooner than it did by just saying it was either they're saying the game's going on. This is the reason we got to set a standard. Um, this could happen in any game. Certain teams are going to have to deal with it. Certain teams are going to have to deal with it later on. Maybe now, you know, some key players might go. This is the standard and this is how we're keeping it. If you miss one game, you'll get a, or whatever. If there's enough players that you can't make up a squad, you'll get a postponement game. If you can't make that game for whatever reason, then I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the rule is you forfeit it. Um, and they could have just come out and said that quick and easy and, and whatever. Or they could have said, you know what, you know, because of the circumstances, we understand that, you know, there was some local health authorities saying this, we're going to postpone the game to whatever, m- make it midweek or, or whatever the case may be, whatever the, they, they have to do. Um, they don't do that. And then it's kind of like different reports are coming out through the news. So everybody's kind of going crazy and making assumptions. And uh, this is the reason why, this is the reason why. And it's just like, I don't know. So (laughs) to me, we'll see what happens. There's still, I mean, in Italy, it's about, what is it? It's two, it is 6 a.m. in Italy right now. So I'm sure all the morning reports are coming out. Um, and kind of getting into uh, reloading this page every five seconds. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and and then you have a full day, right? To, because the game's going to be uh, yeah. the later game, the the latest game, the twelve thirty game. So yeah, they didn't leave. I, I, they they haven't left. Uh, and I mean, it, it it wouldn't be out of the realm for them to make it before the game. Like I said, Italy's not a huge country, so. Yeah. If let's say it were to happen, but for them not being there now, um, it doesn't seem like uh, it's going to be played. And then now all of a sudden, so it looks like they're not going to be there. And now we get into this forfeit and this three nothing loss, right? That would be awarded an automatic, obviously in Juve's favor. Now, uh it's tough like when i look at games when i look at things that happen like that i would think what would i what would my idea be if that happened to us right because so much shit has happened to uv in the past you know unfair treatment and trials this that and the other thing i always kind of, I'm, i am empathetic for, you know, for decisions not going certain ways and stuff like that you know i'm not not every uv fan is like you know, freaking out and saying, I think a lot of Juve fans were just pissed off that like Juve was being brought into it when it really wasn't in their hands at, at the beginning. I mean, at the end of the day, they could have sat back, not posted anything on social media, show up to the game. And at the end of the day, if the legacy says you got to play three, nothing win, right? Like, like I'm saying, if like they did nothing, they just showed up, 
whatever. They didn't post it. They didn't say we're going to be on the pitch. They didn't kind of rile fans with that. Really, at the end of the day, it wouldn't have changed anything, right? So, to me, I don't know how you can give a 3 nothing win. I just think you, you want to – that just puts more shit in play. Like, you do this, obviously it's a home game for us. 3 nothing win is going to help tremendously. And then it's going to get on all the, the different – you know, then other teams are going to be looking. There's not just not like just Napoli and Juve in the race. You know, yeah. there's Madden, there's Milan, but just it creates a lot of problems going into the future. You know, having a a game. To my, to be honest, I I I, I it's tough. Like, I mean, to me, I would have just you know for Napoli, I would have just showed up to the game. Like, I mean, and it, and then play your chance. You know what I mean? Like. To me, it comes down to if the league doesn't want to listen to you and players are going to get sick, right? You have a, you, you feel that, you know, by playing this game, you know, we're risking, you know, the, the, the further game, further uh, schedules to be fucked with. So be it. Just go play your game and let, and let it be. And, and then when we get into bigger problems, you say, hey, we warned you guys. We said that there was a lot of these cases coming up. We don't know what the what the positive if the positivity the positive rates are, you know, true or you know we have a couple of days we still have you know about what eight eight nine days to go before like a true fourteen day window would go. If you want to play with that risk, that's up to you guys. Um, and then so be it. What happens in the game happens in the game. At least you play a game. At least it's two teams going. You don't have to deal with this cloud of three nothing. I know a lot of Juve fans were like, "We'll take a three nothing win." I mean, to me, if that happened to Juve, I would be pissed off. I'm not yeah. gonna even lie. Um, and if let's say, and and that's why, like some people are saying, "Well, I don't care if we take it." You know, other teams would have. My personally, me personally, I hope that other teams also wouldn't take it because it's just not the right way. You know, there's been things in the past that have happened in Serie A where there's been teams that have been awarded a 3 nothing win, um, this and that, and the other thing. And it's just not a good look. So I wouldn't, to be honest, I'm not in favor of that. I mean, yeah. it might happen, but in my personal opinion, I want a game whether it's, you know, two guys missing or not. I think that's just the best way. Um, yeah, now, I mean, if that goes through... We will definitely never forget that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like like I said, it's it's definitely something like if this were to happen, and, and the reason why I get to say it like this, if if this were to happen to Juve, where we lost a Scudetto on like a three nothing like loss that was not played because we didn't want to play for COVID reasons or whatever, like that would piss me off extremely. Like. And Napoli, like I said, seems to be in the hunt. So I'm not saying it's going to be directly in, uh, like, have repercussions in the future, but it definitely could. So, and then especially that three nothing, like that's a big goal margin. Like to give three goals, uh, I know someone yeah, brought it up. Corner Ronaldo. <laughs> well, yeah, fucking three goals. Someone was saying on Twitter, like, what if it, what if we're tied on points at the end of the season? 
right. <laughs> and you guys won two nothing in the second game, and we win. Or even if it was vice versa, like I said, if the situation was vice versa, I'd be pissed the fuck off. Like I couldn't handle that. Like that that's a situation where you're like, like yeah, what did you want us to do? So I mean, don't get me wrong, I have complete understanding for what's going on. Again, I'll say this, it could have been handled way better. As always in Serie A, I find that we're always, you know, they always make stupid decisions and they never keep people informed. And there's always an easy decision that can be made. Yeah. Um, but I think they needed to make a decision and say, this is how it's going to be for the rest of the year. Uh, sink or swim, uh, whether people like it or not, and go by it. So if that means to start postponing games, so be it. If it's to keep what it is and actually just play the game, and hey, say fuck it, then that's what it is. But yeah, I don't know. So guys, I can't tell you if the game's actually going to go on tomorrow. It doesn't really doesn't seem like it. Um, but uh, if we are to let's say give a prediction, what did you? What were you expecting tomorrow if there was a game? Man, I I was uh, I was going to say two one to Napoli. Um, but if we play tomorrow. And we don't have who we don't have. Yeah, I would say one-one. Yeah, I was I was gonna say two-one. I uh, I think I think Juve and I like I always like to be positive about you know the results. I don't think I've ever said I I have said draws, but I don't think I've ever said like a loss to Juve unless I really felt shitty about the. There's actually a certain couple games I can remember that I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have the faith. Like I do have the faith, but I don't. But yeah, no, two one. I think I think it'd be re- it's gonna be a really tough game. Um, not easy at all. Uh, you have a team that's on fire and a team that you know has the potential, but really has been in in whirlwind. So I, I don't think uh, I don't think it'd be as smooth as we think it is. And yeah, it's just it's crazy. And and I and I hope what co- doesn't come out with this is that like I hope what they say what they're saying about De Laurentiis and saying that he didn't want the team to come. Like, I really hope that isn't true. Yeah. Because, like, that's just such a shitty reason to, like, you know. Yeah. Well, then also, the... you can't, you know, then it's then it's fucking on us. So. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's still, like, then you still get into, like, you know, okay, you know, he didn't and this could have all been resolved. Like, we could actually still have played a game and it's just, like. Yeah. It's not a good look because then you, the problems don't stop here because then what happens next week, what happens the week after that, and then it just keeps more, more things come up. You know, we had enough shit in the last, you know, season with like canceling and then, okay, we're going to start again. And then it seemed like everything went pretty smoothly. Um, I know it was a lot of games, short time and, Whatever, if you want to believe it was an actual Scudetto win or not, that's or an asterisk, an asterisk beside it, that's up to everybody else. But to me, you know, it went pretty smoothly. Now to have this kind of lingering today, and okay, so what happens if there's, you know, other positive tests and other of these other games that are all happen today or tomorrow? Then, like I said, we start getting into conversations that are not great. And I don't know. I mean this virus seems to keep rampaging on and it's not an easy, you know, people's lives are at stake. So it's not, you know, like a cut and dry, easy decision um, because you don't want to risk, you know, we know what the risks are. We know who we're vulnerable and 
but even still, at the end of the day, you don't know, you know, what happened. Someone could get it and, you know, uh, it turns the tide. And the next thing you know, the person passes away, unfortunately. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was pissed off at Juventus earlier today, as can be seen in a lot of my tweets. But yeah, I, I think, was going to say. <laughs> yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's really the league. I mean, they've got a like when this this stuff happens, I feel like they sit back. Like yeah, I, oh, yeah. I need to, they need to come forward and say what you know what what should happen. What what I, I just oh, I think three hundred percent the league itself. And this is just this is all. It's always been like this. this oh yeah, general, what, not just now. I agree. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is why the league. This is why it's losing money. It's losing respect. This is why. Like this is this is why, right? We yeah. they, they they don't come out. They don't say anything. And I just think that just things have just got to change, you know? Yeah, it's – no, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, we look back at, like, even when they were going to stop the last season, you know, which games were playing, which games got to go ahead. And, like, you know, you're going to get backlash for that. It's just, like, either it's all or – like, when they were deciding, okay, who which teams are going to play, which teams aren't going to play – um, You've got all the handball shit going on. I mean, yeah, it's like I don't. I think a lot more fans would like, and I don't know. Maybe this is a shot in the dark, but I think a lot of fans would not necessarily agree more, but I think there would be more of a a, a tempered reaction if, like, you know, you look at like you said with the handball shit. Like, if last year they were like, you know what, we brought these new rules in. It seems like they're really excessive. You know, we're getting a lot more penalties than we think should be given. You know, there's a lot of mistakes. Penalties a game. Exactly. And it's like they can almost come on and just be like, you know, we've seen a lot of mistakes. We're going to correct it. But they're not really pro. Like, Serie A has never really been a proactive league. And and that's the problem. It's like you – fans, I think, would respect it more, again, like I said, if they just came out and were like, you know what, guys, that was just a complete fuck-up on our part. We made the mistake. We're going to try and fix it. You know, these rules are rules on what we determine as a handball. You know, they've changed, obviously, this year. So the refs are getting used to it. You know, some guys are seeing it like this. This is what we're going to mandate, you know, going forward. This is how we want it done. And then go go forward like that. But so when you see it, when you see it, like, 50 times where okay this guy's given a handball this guy's not given a handball in the same situation you know for this team that team and the other team and we, i know what happens to all, all like a lot of teams it's not just one because i think uh, even looking at last year i think juve had the the record most penalties against that we've ever had um in a season and so it's like I, I just find that they don't – they never – I don't know. I don't know if it's an ego thing or what, but it's just like yeah. no one can ever come out. And I thought that's what VAR was going to be there for, was there to be like, okay, we fucked up. We have it on camera. Like, fucking make the, make the right decision. And it's kind of been like – Just got worse. Wishy-washy rules and what you can use it for and like like – I remember there was one that was against us. And, well, like I said, most of the stuff that I'm going to remember is whatever happens in Juve games. But I remember where it was like someone got fouled like 
two minutes or in the run of play before. And I'm like, what the fuck can you review? How is that even a possible review? Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. there's so many stupid, it's like, you can, and I always have a problem with like, either it's gotta be, it's gotta be black and white. So it's gotta be, you know, with offsides, you gotta accept the fact that they're gonna call a hair offside or you don't use it at all. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's like hockey, right? Like in hockey, they came up with this offside camera, okay? And it just got out of hand. People were like, coaches were just fucking, every goal it seemed like it was like, oh, the guy was possibly offside. Like even if it happened like three minutes earlier, they're like, oh, it was possibly happened and it didn't leave the zone. So I was like, oh yeah, call it. And then they go back, they look and oh, the guy was offside, but it didn't even affect the play at all. So it's yeah. like, you start, you, you get into these habits of like taking advantage of it. And I'm just like, one, that's not what the rules for. And, but I do get it that it's there. So it's like, to me, I would just be like, well, scrap that entirely because it's not necessary. Uh, the refs are humans. They're going to make mistakes, but if they're not going to fix everything now that you have the tool, then you're not using the tool to its intention. So it's like, like with goal line technology, right? We kind of got into it on La Panquina, which is a live show where we kind of, uh, we film our reactions or, well, Roman and, and Al who, who run the, the page, we all kind of come together with, with different fans and, uh, we have our, and I was, that was my first time on the show. We film our reaction. Well, there was one where the ball was like literally in the Samp game where it was literally a hair from going in. And one of the guys, Graham was like, oh, that's pretty much a goal. And I'm like, well, tech. And one of the other guys, Albert was saying, technically, no, it isn't a goal because it hasn't crossed completely. And that's what you get when you have the technology. You have to use it to the full extent. Now, maybe in real time, if there isn't Hawkeye where he can look at his wrist and be like, oh, it says no goal, whatever. The guy might say, yeah, it looked like it went in, right? Or you argue with the ref, but no, across the line, across the line. But when you get that technology, now you have to use it to its exact, whether yeah. you think it's fair or not, right? So um, at the end of the day, I think, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think there's lots of shit that needs to improve, and the league can do a hell of a better job uh, yeah. in lots of situations, not just stuff like this. But I don't know. Um, for me, I don't know what's – I still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but uh, we'll get into some of these questions that the uh, the fans uh, have asked um, just to, you know, clear uh, clear up before we head out here. But – yeah, it's 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 funny. Uh, I didn't know what I was gonna get. I didn't know if you're gonna get abuse or not, but it seemed like it was pretty. It was it was it was all good. It was all good. Uh, a lot of the guys I talk with are 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 uh, pretty level-headed. Okay, so first question: BW Circles, my buddy Nilesh, thank you for the question. He wants to know who do you think Napoli's best player is on your roster? Um. Well, okay, that, that's a tough question. I mean, I have a soft spot for Insigne, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think just the way he creates chances. I mean, I guess he's technically not our best player. Um, oh, could maybe say, too. I mean, you could say Koulibaly. Or, you could say <laughs> Koulibaly or Merton. But if I took, you know, would take anyone, I would take Insigne. I think he's our most important player. 
Obviously, he's our capitano. He would literally die for the club. Yeah. He would die for me just because I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think if you don't say Insigne, you're... You know, <laughs> there you go. Okay, yeah. no, next question. James Martino. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, how is Sarri viewed now after a season with Juve? Or uh, what are your opinions on him? Maybe, obviously, you know... Yeah. What I mean, other fans of the kind of the general consensus is, but yeah, I mean, he he is what we thought he was. He's a really system-based coach. Um, he's not going to ins- really inspire a team. He just he plays how he plays, and if you know his team isn't following exactly what he wants to do, things aren't really going to work out. And that was the beauty of like when he had Jorginho. Yeah. That's why when he went to Chelsea, he really wanted Jorginho, so he got Jorginho instantly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he needs me midfielders that are going to get 90-plus touches a game, you know, that are going to facilitate, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And that just wasn't how it went down at Juve. You know, yeah. you're not going to tell – you're not going to come in and tell Cristiano exactly where to go because he's the best, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just hard. And I, I feel like – he didn't, and obviously you probably know more than I do, but the the, the Juventus players, they, they didn't really, they weren't feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, def- I definitely think there was a lot of uh, lack of respect yeah. and not really buying into the general plan, even though it, it really seems like this year, Pirlo is doing really similar work to what was supposed to happen last year, so. I, I, I just, I, in that whole in that whole sense, I don't like this whole situation because it's like, as a player, at least in my head, you want to have some – you lose a lot of credibility when you get paid all this money, you put on the jersey with the logo on that so many people love and so many people are paying, you know, whatever, buying jerseys, tickets, when buying subscriptions to watch you guys every weekend. And then all of a sudden, a lot of players are like, you know what, that coach wasn't fun or that coach wasn't this – it's like at the end of the day, whether you don't like the guy or not, you got to kind of come out there, go out there, and you could say, okay, I guess they did. They won the Scudetto. But, like, you got to go out there and still put your best foot forward, still bust your ass, and, you know, yep. okay, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, like, to me, I lose – and that's kind of one of the things I said. I know Ramsey came out and said, well, it was, it's a much better. And then Cristiano had some <laughs> comments as well blah, 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 about, you know, what it was like. And I'm just like – yeah, but, like, so what are you trying to say? Like, you put a guy out to dry? Like, like I mean, if, yeah. you wanna, if you don't want a guy there, you don't think he's – he's. you don't go out the way you did against Lyon and perform, like, the way you did against Lyon and then all of a sudden just, like, somehow, like, earn respect because, like, you got a guy fired. Like, to me, you go out on your shield. Like, whether you don't like the guy or not, like you maybe beat Leon, go to the next round and whatever, if you play Man City and you lose or to a better team, whatever, but not that way. Uh, yeah. I just I mean, wasn't I was, a big fan of that. Yeah. That's, that was something that was weird for me to understand because I'm living in yeah. America. I play American football. Right. Immediately. And, you know, we, you always respect your coach. Yeah. No matter what even if you think the guy doesn't know a thing. Yeah. So it was really confusing. I was like, wow, you know, especially watching like Ronaldo, 
I was like, wow, he really does not. Yeah, no, I think that was just be like, as soon as that whole subbing him off thing happened, and I want to say November, (laughs) October, whenever the fucking international break was. And then he went on to go and play against like Lithuania and like, don't even get me started on what your Ronaldo fans think of that bullshit. But like, like <laughs> people were defending. It's like, yeah, they needed him to qualify against Liechtenstein and fucking yeah. Lithuania. It's yeah. like, dude, like really? He needed to go? I mean, okay, if you want to go stat pad, at least fucking admit it. And you want to go f- score three goals to, to stat pad <laughs> against those teams or like, you, it's like, no, they weren't guaranteed qualification. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you could have put your C team out there and you still would have beat them handily. So it's like that. So I think after that happened, it was like there was – so there was probably kind of maybe nervous optimism at the beginning, which turned into, okay, I don't like this guy at all. And then it just – and then you just hear some things that happen at practice. But – I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, it's done now. So it's, it's not, nothing we have to worry about, but just wanted to see kind of how your thoughts on Saturday were. Um, next question. And uh, obviously with another one. Um, I know you kind of, you touched on it before, but um, you know, kind of expand on what your thoughts on the impact of Gattuso is and, and, and really, you know, what he means to the players as well as to the city. I know he's, uh, he's from, He's from the island, no? Yeah. Yeah, so. I think so, yeah. He looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind yeah. of, uh, you know, soft spot for someone uh, that yeah that is now obviously uh, coaching your team. But go ahead, my friend. Yeah. Um, I mean, basically piggybacking off what we were just talking about. Yeah. We, we love the guy because he has – he's fiery. He demands respect. He, you just, he's just, he's really likable in the first place, right? Yeah. We're a team of passion. We, our players are passionate. You know, Insigne, what got him to where he is now? He's passionate. He's fired. He plays with fire. He's little. He's he's five three. He's five four. Yeah. The guy wasn't supposed to make it, but he, he's, he's just a player. He loves the game. He's passionate. We have these types of guys. And we have guys that listen, you know. If they don't listen, then they go, right? Higuain, gone, you know. Yeah. Milik now, heads with him, now he's going to go, yeah. right? We, the players we bring in, like Cavani, Osimen, yeah. Mertens, they, 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 they listen to the coach. They, they you know, it's it, it just, that, that's just the way the team is. Koulibaly, very soft-spoken, just humble, you know. These are the guys that, it's just, it's such a perfect fit. Yeah. Like with Latuso, you know, obviously we thought he was going to be an interim coach, but just the way it's been working out, the guy is fantastic. You yeah. know, maybe he'll mess up tactically here or there. He'll take too long to sub someone on, as we saw with the Barca game. He didn't sub Milik on until I think the 79th. Instantly comes on and gets a header. But, yeah. you know, that is what it is. But in terms of the relationship and the, the intangibles of a coach, the guy is – he has everything, you know. And just the more experience he gets, the better he'll get, you know. But we we definitely love the guy. Yeah, so I just looked it up because I had to. But he's from uh, – he's not from the island, but he's he's close. He's in Calabria, which is okay. kind of a similar mentality yeah. um, from uh, obviously Cosa, in and around Cosenza. But um, 
yeah, no, I definitely can understand. And even like in relation to uh, Napoletani, uh, kind of a similar, you know, mindset. So nope. <laughs> I kind of think that, you know, it, it was a match made in heaven. But uh, yeah, no, definitely good to see him. You know, when we were watching the, the, the Copa and just seeing, you know, the celebrations when you, obviously you guys won was, was hard for us. But, um, you know, kind of respect that, you know, he he wanted because he done such a good job of bringing the team together, like you said, in a situation that wasn't, was kind of fractious. So I, I kind of had respect for that. I didn't, I didn't mind that. But, um, yeah, no, definitely uh, good to see him back. Uh, especially from some of the clips in Greece with uh, yeah. <laughs> OFI, um, which is pretty pretty hilarious. If anyone hasn't seen that, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he's got the translator next to him. Oh, God. But anyways. Um, and I don't know if this is like a troll or a robot or what, but someone posted um, Mohamed Salah or Lionel Messi. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, I know that guy. That guy's the Liverpool fan. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, I'll take Messi, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think you got to take Messi. I think Messi's a uh, – well, it's, it's difficult. I think Messi's a very – you know, this, he's a very system – like Ronaldo, I would say Ronaldo. I think they're both very system players. Like, they have to be – in the right environment because I mean you look at Argentina and you know when it's not going Messi's way they're struggling yeah um well that's the difference between Messi and Ronaldo I think I I think I don't think Ronaldo is a system player the guy we saw in Lyon the guy the whole team could no one was playing well yeah but Ronaldo the guy didn't care he said I'm gonna take it for myself yeah, Messi, you know, the guy, he's not he, – Ronaldo's stubborn. Ronaldo, so, so the reason why I say Ronaldo's kind of a system, because if you look at Juve at the, over the past, you know, couple years when he's been here, it's very hinged upon – obviously him starting, um, but yeah. <laughs> him playing the way he needs to play. So you can't say, okay, we're going to play – we're going to put this system in place – Ronaldo, you're going to move this way. You're going to go here. You're going to help out the defense when the ball's on this side of the pitch. You're going to come back. You're going to reverse, flip the ball around. You can't do that with Ronaldo. Yeah. So <laughs> Ronaldo is the system by the, by the system I'm talking about is literally do whatever the fuck he has to do. Yeah. Now, <laughs> and that's just facts. I mean, if you've watched him, I mean, he says he doesn't like to play strike or what he really is trying to say is I don't like to play in a fixed role where I have to listen to rules and I have to, you know, uh, you know, play a certain style, move a certain way, go a different certain direction. Um, that's essentially what I'm talking about. And so I, I think in their own ways, they have like kind of a certain mindset where Salah has been, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to pick Messi, but I think you got to give Salah credit from coming from Roma to like just lighting it up like he did. I mean, <laughs> really, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable to see. And I mean, whatever people have their opinions on on who they think is is the best and not, but I think he's been a phenomenal player. 
Um, obviously in a good system as well because, you know, everyone in, in Liverpool seem, I think is Liverpool's a very heavy system team where they know their roles and they know how to play. And, you know, each guy kind of knows, even though you look at their midfield, it isn't that great, I would say, or it's not like top class, um, but definitely can get the job done. Um, and has his weaknesses in itself, but no, I definitely uh, I have respect for the guy. But you know, just for the sake of it, I'd probably pick Messi, anyways. Yeah, his, his left foot, oh my god! Yeah. I, I still remember the goal. Well, yeah, against you guys, like I was like I couldn't believe it because well, one, I was watching that game and I'm like the, these calls are just horrendous and like literally, well, and that's another you look at VR and that situation there. So like the guy gets pushed. Literally, I swear it happened. The foul happened like right before that game because that was terrible. literally we get a review call and I swear it was in Serie A and a guy gets like hit like a minute late before and they call yeah. it and they're like, oh, the goal doesn't count because there was a foul. Then I'm watching this game and I think I watched maybe like till it kind of got out of hand and then I flipped it off. But like you see this with the defender clearly – shoves the Napoli player and heads the ball in the, and they don't even go to review. It's like, what? Yeah, that was against Bar- yeah, yeah. That was Barca. That was, that was just... I just, I couldn't believe, I could not believe it. And like, <laughs> that's just the fact, That those that's are just the powerful. facts, man. Oh my God. Where it's just like, why, why do we have these things in place? But um, yeah, I know that's crazy. Um, and I, that's kind of all I got for questions. I had one question for you, though, before we kind of wrap it up. You know, at the beginning of the season, it seemed like, you know, in terms of getting rid of Milik and, and some other players, obviously there was rumors that Koulibaly was was going to be headed out. Um, what were your thoughts on the whole, you know, this whole transfer window? And, you know, it seemed like Napoli, and there was a rumor out there that, that Napoli had to kind of financially restructure, and that's why, yeah, yeah. like, these players were were on the the market yeah i mean from what i've seen we have really clean books and that's what adl has prided himself on okay um and yeah so i mean the oshiman deal took forever he was always about to come for like a month yeah and that's just how it is with adl but we had we were linked with guys and we were talking to guys yeah. And then it just kind of fizzled out or whatnot. You know, they wanted a loan. We didn't, ADL wouldn't budge. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was disappointed with the transfer window for sure. Um, but I mean, now we're getting Bakayoko, who's a player. Okay. Um, he's basically what ADL wants. He's a tough player. He can dribble, he can pass, he can defend and intercept. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think we could have done better, but. I think Osimen is fantastic. Yeah. I love the guy. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where my, you know, that's where I think my initial like preseason uh, you know, doubts were was because, you know, you see them pick up Osimen and I think it was pretty early they picked him up. Um yeah. if I remember correctly. Big money spent and then it was just kind of like silence um for a really long and I know obviously, you know, towards the end of the window it starts heating up and things start going but you know I didn't really see the kind of reinforcements that even you know not a lot of teams were reinforcing but 
you know, Merda was reinforcing. Milan was picking up players. Juve adding, you know, a couple guys here and there that we could uh, possibly make the deals, right, with Pjanic going and Artur coming in and stuff like that. And Napoli was just kind of like, kind of just sitting there, like not doing anything. So I'm just like, are they just kind of like passing on the window and maybe like waiting till COVID gets better? So that those are my kind of initial thoughts, uh, guys. But I mean, it looks like it, you know, it's been paying off in, in, yeah. uh, in, in, in spades uh, the past couple of games. Like I said, have been pretty uh, tremendous. But uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the main thing that was holding us back was we had Mertens playing striker and the yeah. guy 5'7". So what are you going to do there? You know, and now we have Petania, we have Osimen. Petania is a player. The guy scored like all yeah. of Paul's goals last year with no help. Yeah. Uh, so he's a player. Um, Osimen's good. And I just think last year, after that whole kerfuffle with the fucking the uh, retreat shit, I mean, we were we were fucked from that point. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So oh I mean, yeah. The fact Definitely. that we won, the fact that we were able to, to pull out the uh, the Copa was huge. But I think that it, it, it was a little bit – I mean, I think we all overreacted. But I think that it was just – we're not – we weren't as down bad as it, you know. It seemed. Was, it, it, was, it was, you know, as it seemed. Fair enough. Fair but, enough. Uh, but, yeah. Well, man, thank you. Uh, I want to say thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. Um, <laughs> I know there's going to be another Napoli game, so probably we'll probably have you back on. I'll probably get another guest as well. Might as well yeah. uh, spice it up. But um, maybe we'll get two Napoli. Maybe we'll get a, a Zuri fan, Phil. I don't know. Maybe he's blo- – I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's blocked me or not yet. But anyways. Um, but, yeah, it's been a pleasure. It was nice talking. I don't know if this game will happen tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if maybe it's finalized. Maybe it isn't. Um, maybe they'll come to a decision. Maybe they'll postpone it. I don't know yet. Um, let's wait and see what happens. But yeah, thank you guys. Obviously at Napoli Sansone on Twitter. If you guys want to check them out, obviously any Napoli fans, and uh, even Juve fans. You know, I like having chats with not only just Juve, but you know, all over the all over the board. Yeah, uh, football is football, culture is culture. So it's 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 always nice to have a chat. And, uh, yeah, no, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you giving me the time. Absolutely. Forza Napoli. (laughs) There we go. So, guys, you know where to follow me at at, uh, Juventinita, D-A-L for Instagram, Twitter. Juventinita, back to black and white podcast on all the main platforms, your iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean. Um, I think we're on TuneIn now. We just got accepted. And I think... We're possibly going to be on Amazon soon. So if that's any of those, any of those platforms, I know uh, we want to try and get it out as, as, as wide reaching as, as we can. And I hope to actually start posting some more. I got to get back into it. I got to find some motivation. I don't know what this week has done to me, but um, yeah, no, we'll definitely get on it guys. And um, yeah, we'll get you that champions league uh, group stage uh, draw kind of review. And uh, we got lots of lots of great guests coming on. I was hoping to actually move Roman from UV therapy after this game. I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen. Uh, maybe we'll just talk 
maybe I'll try and get a live stream going or something. I don't know, fucking just for shits, and uh, bring you guys all, uh, whoever can make it tomorrow on uh, at a certain time, and just talk Juve, talk the, what's going on, talk the transfer market because that's coming to an end. And uh, I hope to get Max Statman on actually, my uh, our, our transfer uh, guru here. So hopefully we can get him on. And like I said, guys, thank you for all the support as always. You know where to find us. And as always, Fino Alafine, Porto Juventus. Ciao, guys. <laughs>